My name is Keen. Blah, blah, blah. Chocolate cake. And girl, I don't know what they were saying, but I am living. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome along to Sissy That Pod. We're back. We had a nice respite last week of no content from us. It felt felt like more in the week. This was kind of was for us, but I enjoyed the break. I I enjoyed it. And I actually got to see some live drag during the break, which was really exciting. So did I. I was up in in Belfast for the the bag of chips, Blue Hydrangea, Victoria's Secret gig. And it was great. It was so fun to actually go and see those girls. Um, Blue did an absolutely amazing kind of like... Drag Race UK recap lip sync Which was hilarious um, And Victoria's cool. Secret has this new number Where she's doing the Chanel pigeon thing Or the Paris thing Which honestly killed yeah. me And Bag of Chips is just <laughs> spectacular uh, But we're back for a new season This time we are across the pond in, Across the across the channel I suppose you could yeah. say To our Dutch neighbours um, Drag Race Holland is here and we have a wonderful guest to kick off mm-hmm. the season in the form of season 12's Nikki Doll. Franco phone no, she better do. <laughs> oh, terrible. Oh, You've been terrible. sitting on that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I regret. Nikki can give us a great insight into kind of, you know, mainland Europe drag. And also, we've been saying it so much, you know, what's it like with these season 12 girls having their show premiere in a pandemic? So we get the answer from Nikki. So we won't keep her from me anymore. Please welcome to Sissy That Pod, Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about Drag Race Holland. How are things with you? Hi, well, I'm very excited to be here, first of all. And uh, I'm pretty good. I'm actually back in Paris right now to uh, cool. do some work related to Fashion Week because it's still happening. 2020 is not completely dead yet. <laughs> uh, it just feels good to be, you know, surrounded by my people, my culture, my food. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud nine now. What, what's the French food you miss the most? I, I think I would have to say good bread because I'm tired of sponges. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, American bread is so bad. <laughs> America, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but girl, <laughs> that bread is atrocious so good bread uh and just like pastries in general just like be able to stop you know oh, yeah and just get all the savory and sweet and i love a flan a good classic flan is yes and they don't do it in america so but i'm trying to say you know we've been through a pandemic so i did gain some pounds i cannot <laughs> fit my entrance uh, look anymore for sure oh no so i'm trying to stay slow on the <laughs> When we yeah, get back into it, those gyms are going to be packed when we get oh, back into for it. Oh, sure. <laughs> for sure. For <laughs> sure. So, James and I said multiple times when we were covering season 12 earlier on in the year that it must be really tough being on the show and not having the exit that or the platform that you might expect because of the pandemic. How was it like for you? You know... It's, it, it's definitely frustrating because we, we've watched the previous seasons and we've seen all the girls blossom after it. And so, you know, like, oh, my God, this is going to be me. And then it does not happen. But at the same time, since it never happened, we don't really know what to mourn because we haven't experienced mm-hmm. it, you know. So I'm kind of like thankful <laughs> that it happened like at the very beginning. Then we don't yeah. feel like we're losing so much. We kind of like, I think the whole cast is still kind of like delusional about yeah. uh how much poor we are compared to what we should be making. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in a way, I think he kept us uh, mentally stable, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the good thing for us is that people really loved us. I think that season 12 was a very strong cast. And, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. 
I want to say that the best ratings since the beginning of the show are because we were amazing, but I also think that people were stuck at home, so they had more time to watch the show. <laughs> but our season, nonetheless, is the most watched season ever. So I'll take that for our talents. And the show just won an Emmy. Do you? Is your name on the Emmy at all? Uh, it, well, we don't get a statue, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. no. But I think it was the, um, they got two Emmys, and one was for a best casting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was, oh, um, editing. Someone tweeted how hilarious it was that the show won an Emmy for casting a particular person and then also won an Emmy for editing that person out, which I thought was... <laughs> right. <laughs> it is very awkwardly funny. <laughs> yeah, very awkwardly funny. <laughs> One thing I really appreciated about the way you came across, particularly on the show, is that sometimes when you've seen, say, the Puerto Rican queens come in, the, the editing or the, the, the way it can kind of present them sometimes is, is their sort of foreignness can be put as a bit of a joke. Whereas in your in your talking heads and in the way you presented yourself, it's like, no, I speak two languages and I'm well able to hold myself. And yeah, maybe I might like mess up some words here or there, but that's nothing to take the piss out of, which I think like which is, I think is a, a strength, like a real strength, because sometimes the, the Puerto Rican queens would play into it. And it could have been easy for you to do that as well. But you chose not to, which I thought was really good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, you see, it takes uh, Europeans to give me good, uh, good compliments. So <laughs> I really value this. Uh, I, you know, I think that to be completely honest, it was really tough for me because I could have gone the cliche caricature French, you mm-hmm. know, like sacre bleu, oui, oui, baguette, ooh la la, ha, ha, ha. But I was like, I need to be accepted at the airport when I land in Paris. So, <laughs> you know, I need to kind of, I'm the first French queen and I'm sure like Abby, there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders to represent a country mm. for the first time on such a big platform. Yeah. I really wanted to make sure that no matter where I, I stand uh, or get chopped, uh, I was able <laughs> to, to make my country proud, you know, and make myself yeah. proud and make sure that I am sharing a positive message making the reputation of French people around the world a little better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not being that obnoxious, I... entitled French people. <laughs> Maybe on all stars. I don't think, it's not obnoxious, it's just you know your worth. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We're seeing Dutch drag on Drag Race Holland. From looking at it, is it similar to sort of a standard French drag or is it a bit different? So I definitely was very impressed with the cast because I do... The essence of, of what is in France, I, I recognize it in that cast, and I feel like this is very a European thing. But I feel like this looks more like French drag than UK drag, for example. I feel mm-hmm. like UK drag is yeah. more like camp and live singing yeah. and, and more about like having a persona rather than having multiple faces, you know? And when I looked at those girls from their entrance look to their promo, to their runway for this episode, I was like, okay, those girls really know what fashion means and colors and textures and, and it's very exciting. And, um, and they're all wearing red, white, and blue. So <laughs> I don't know what's with those freaking promo that is red, white, and blue, but they need to change a little bit because we were also yeah. red, white, and blue. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think yeah, all the flags of the countries who have drag race flat franchises have red, white, and blue. UK, US, Thailand, <laughs> now Holland. That is true. Wow, you didn't think about this. So, <laughs> but let's kick things off with the entrance of the queens and sort of our first impression. So first in the door then was Miss Abby. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 
She uh, was kind of representing Brazil. Very cute in a nice little uh, bikini. James, what did you think first of all? Uh, I thought she seemed really fun. I liked her. I loved her energy she brought into the room. I thought she seems obviously like throughout watching the rest of the episode. I think that she's going to be someone who's going to like really try at every challenge that's thrown at her. And like, I think she, she has a fun kind of like there's that mix of the like Latin style, but then also like bringing the like real European edge, which I think is going to be a fun thing to see. I, I suppose uh, in this episode, we don't really get to see like the comedy or the the the, uh, the sort of um, acting, whatever stuff. But I'm I'm kind mm. of like I'm entertained by her, and I think that she's going to have a good personality and go a long way. Yeah, I you know I think for someone like her, it is very easy to kind of like relay on on body and and beauty, and she has such a beautiful smile that like she's inviting. You want to like her, you want to talk to her, yeah. and and look wise, I mean it is pretty simple. But that being said, I feel like the this is she's the mermaid so of course she's i think she's gonna have like an ongoing storyline around uh that theme. yeah that gold scale type of outfit was really cute and she this bitch doesn't even need a corset so i hate her <laughs> and what, a cute, what a cute boy oh my god i had a drag yeah. absolutely <laughs> i cannot wait for the untucked moment you know when they're all in their underwear and they like zoom and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, really cute. I really like her. And uh, I love her energy. I think this is going to be really well. I got vibes of a queen that we love on the show, Serena Chacha. I thought it was very much sort of fun, little artsy, (laughs) burst of energy. So here, right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Next in then was a totally different aesthetic, Chelsea boy, who, based on all the promo and stuff, I've been really excited to see what they're going to be bringing to the competition. Yeah, he seems to be the one that was being set up as kind of like, he's like the alternative queen and the like, the like real like, conceptual makeup and yeah I, I i i thought and also it's like this is the thing i suppose what i with the american entrances and the canadian entrances like i think that they're i don't know as a nation or as two nations they're like real set up for kind of like you know brazening through the awkwardness of a moment and just like oh my god so nice to meet you whereas i got a real sense of like europeans in this room where it's like oh, oh hey yeah yeah like there's, there's sort of like an understatedness so there was, there was like a sense of kind of like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, like I, I, I was. Yeah, well, where the producers are like, go say hello to your friends. You've just met <laughs> yeah. her. They're like, hi. <laughs> I, yeah, I, look, I was obsessed with her from the the, the release of, the, of their promo looks. When I saw mm-hmm. her, I was like, okay, this one is the one to watch. And we always have in the cast someone that thinks outside of the box and she's definitely that one. But at the same time, she also knows how to do like classic drag. Yeah. And I think she's a triple threat for sure. And her, I mean, we'll get to the runway, but. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Another cute boy comes in the form of Janie Jacquet uh, with a sort of Shania Twain inspired outfit. Chelsea boy seems kind of intimidated and calls her like a powerhouse. So she seems to be one to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I loved the leopard print. I I I thought yeah, looked great. And also very like talking head wise, I feel like that that Jamie J is going to be my favorite thirteen season. Very pretty boy. I was wondering, are they setting her up to be kind of a villain because she's kind of already kind of the first ten minutes. I was like, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but I think that she's going to be that girl that is annoyingly confident, and at the same time, you have to respect it because she actually brings the talent to the table. So, you know, she's just going to like, uh, I think she's going to slay the thing. She's really, really, really here for the, for the win. And, and, yeah. and she's very confident. And I've been in those worlds when you remove from your family, your friends, your phone, your internet, your porn, 
in your own head at all times (laughs) your head is the only one you can trust (laughs) 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 okay up next that is megan schoenbrut um i got kind of bag of chips off i would not say that but i will agree with you She definitely had, mostly when she had that blonde short hair, she was definitely giving me Baga. Uh, she's yeah. really cool. I loved her entrance look. I think her entrance look was so avant-garde, very fashion. The shape of her yeah. hat was so cool. She was giving me very like, you know, like those um, fight games and she would be like those slutty nun that would like just throat. That's what she was giving me very this. <laughs> Yeah. I just remember that there's like some sort of a like a zombie movie. Is it is that the nun? Is that what that's called? Like yes, that's like that kind of. I was seeing that. It was like the glamour nun, well, <laughs> like the, the glamour like evil nun. Yeah, but she was giving me the nun and the cog destroyers at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what it was. You know what we are? We're fucking nun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking crucifix destroyers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next in then was our first bearded queen over the franchise, Madam Madness. Yes, I loved this. I because I, I think like the beard, bearded drag queens seem to like be there's a, it's quite a divisive thing within the drag community because I think that there's as much artistry within creating an interesting face, even if you have to use like even if you are like incorporating a beard into it, you're obviously never going to be able to do the full glamour female impersonation if that's if that's what you're choosing to go with but like there's a similar amount of artistry in it and it was really really nice during the like talking heads to be like oh there's a bear (laughs) (laughs) no it's great because i feel like now drag has evolved so much that now we start to include different take on drag and then the female impersonation aspect of it becomes like more minor and minor as we go Mm -hmm. forward and i feel Mm -hmm. like she definitely brings like She's very editorial to me. Like her mug is, she's really clean. And um, there were so many layers to the colors I thought in there, which is great. She really knows how to play with colors. She really knows how to blend. She really knows how to paint. She's a great makeup artist. And and I'm very excited about her aesthetic. And I think that she's a great first bearded queen. Yeah. I also loved the like unapologetically hairy chest. I was like. Oh, she's like, I'm going all the way. Yeah. I'm gonna have the beard everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going to the Netherlands and downloading Scruff. That's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> as if I already don't have it downloaded. <laughs> so, I had to say I wasn't mad on her as a, as a drag name. It kind of sounds a bit secret celebrity drag race is the only thing. But I mean, there's a language barrier. There, so right. I, you know, I, I, but I love I love a drag name that is Madame. I think it's really cool. I mean, the Madame Madness. True. I, I feel like Madame like really gives her this aura right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually much better. True, yeah. Next up then is Room Service, the youngest queen of the bunch. She's a social media queen. Uh-huh. Um, what did she get her, Nikki? So I actually really liked her um, mug. I think she's a really good makeup artist. And usually bedroom queens, you know, they do makeup. So she definitely brings that. Um, I like her. She's really also very cute as a boy. She has like this very androgynous uh, mm-hmm. vibe. Which I think was very uh, fun and attractive. Uh, her aesthetic is um, 
very singular. I think my her promo look was definitely my favorite look that I've seen from this episode and the promo. Love her promo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, excited to see uh, where she goes, what she does, and she's so young, so she has so much room to grow. Yeah. And, and but I, no, seeing her aesthetic, I think that she can bring really cool performances. I don't know her reference or her repertoire, but I think that she could do something really cool. Yeah, she kind of did feel like that sort of blank canvas in a way that you kind of, you know, you, you don't come into it with a with a masculine or feminine energy. You kind of can just bring whatever you right, want. Right, exactly. But she's very edgy, so I think yeah. that she could do something really cool. My my one note for her would be that that like little trolley she pushed into the room, she needed a bigger trolley. Like if you're going to do a gag like that, it needs to like really pay off and I think that like having to like bend over and hunch down, kind of hunch back in Notre Dame style, coming and into the room. way further than anyone else. I was like, girl, you don't have to go all the way. You can believe her. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I quite liked her. She did, I think that throughout the episode, she probably felt the most nervous of of everyone. Um, and I suppose she, because they did talk about it a bit where she hadn't performed in drag. Like she came from a performing background, but hadn't performed in drag much. So like I, and and that was obviously something that which would have been weighing on on her mind, I suspect. Um, yeah, I mean, and being there, it is when you when you start seeing it. It seems like most of them know already about each other. Mm-hmm. And if you're a bedroom queen that has never performed in drag and enter with like those big sharks of the industry, you you start to really question yourself too. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, unless you're Donald Trump you really want to have like a fair competition on yeah. at all time. And you want to feel like you deserve to be where you are. Yeah. Which is not his case. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> he just wants to win. <laughs> and so I feel like this is what was happening in her head. She started to see the big competitions, those big names, those big ego. And then you slowly start to feel like a fraud, you know? Yeah. And it's really hard to overcome it because the judges chose you because they see something in you. So you're not yeah. a fraud. Well, yeah. If you compare yourself, you might be in so many different levels. Yeah. You might be afraid of anything, but it doesn't matter. You need to focus on what that what you're bringing. You have to you have to focus on like what it is that you can bring rather than trying to compare yourself to be like I need to give what she's giving. It's like no, no, just give what you can give. Don't be trying to figure out what. Yeah. No. And I, I read that a little bit from her. She was a bit anxious. I kind of this is the first series. I kind of felt that they've really got the biggest and the best names of the scene in the in the show because like see uh, for a first series i mean because like first series of us obviously was still getting up off the ground mm-hmm. and maybe it was canada too but they didn't really portray it but hearing the queens talk about each other being like oh my god she is like the best seamstress in the netherlands she is the she's the most famous queen in the netherlands right now it really sort of felt like these are the the premium yeah you know, competing yeah well i mean i hope they have a lot of others because otherwise it's going to be a very short <laughs> <laughs> Two series, and you're right. <laughs> right. I mean, that being said, I know I know personally the family, the mermaids, which is Abby, Ivy, and and Envy. Yeah. So on season two, I think we're gonna have the missing sister showing up at some yeah. point. Uh, and I think they're very they're very full of fun. But if I, there was a lot of girls that I did not know about, and if this is their level, I'm excited to see like mm-hmm. the two already. Yeah. Well. Well, next in was my favorite of the episode so far, uh, was Sederkin from Belgium. I just thought, like, that big old man face <laughs> <laughs> in drag, and just this massive, like, Cheshire cat yeah. spot. Uh-huh. I was like, I love So, Dame Edna, I, I was just, yeah, like, it was, it, yeah, I loved us. <laughs> he's amazing. I actually met him in Miami way before I was on Drag Race and he was on Drag Race, and he's such a cool cool artist and guy and like yeah. I love his vibe and you can tell that he has this aura that again invites everyone to the party 
Yeah. And, uh, and he's kind of hot. Yeah, I was saying, I was like, gay culture tells me to fancy Janie and Abby, but I actually fancy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Mama Queen is in next. She's the one who came in pregnant. She's the one that's known as the seamstress of the Netherlands. I, I think out of all of them, she would have maybe left... A less of a impression some of the others i don't know how you felt nikki yeah i don't really know who she is yet but i know that i'm i'm excited and i want to i want to think that she's going to be like a big threat uh mm-hmm. she's, she's gorgeous and drag she's a beautiful smile and uh, and i like her ideas i think that um i i like that she uh entered the room uh being pregnant because that's how you want to enter the, the the work room you want to be remembered you want people to be like oh yeah the pregnant one the pregnant one because it's going to be a keyword for her sure. and Anonymously, everybody's going to remember who she is. Yeah, and it was really good to incorporate the new pride flag, which has like the black and brown triangles into the costume. So I was like, she is, you can tell this was filmed a month ago. <laughs> like she is on trend. Uh, uh, so second last queen to come in then is Patty Pam Pam. She's actually the oldest of the of the bunch, even though I don't think you'd be able to tell it. Uh, and she... Uh, I loved the concept of the dress with the measuring tape and the and the neat pins in it. I thought it was gorgeous. I love that. I'm pretty biased because for my buttons and bows, I had a um, in the making Cinderella dress yeah. with the measurement tape. So when I saw this, I was really excited to see the needles and the big tape. And it it was a really cool look. And it, and it's everything I love about drag. It's it's giving me very like Manila Luzon type of aesthetic, which is like very glamour yet fashion and drag and camp. And that's what she gave me. So. Very excited. And she also knows how to paint. She looks beautiful. I liked it. I thought it was really fun. Um, and she's seen camp as well, which which I think there is a good mix of like fashiony queens and then campy queens coming in as well. Um, but she also looks like she could probably do like real, like she, she'd be able to do like really fashiony drag as well. Mm. I liked her. And then finally then, Miss Envy Peru, who uh, they were saying is the most famous queen in the Netherlands right now and is a mm-hmm. sister to Abby OMG. Uh, and I thought another like great look she came in. She looked like she knew what she was doing. Oh my God. She entered the room as an all-stars. Like I looked at her and I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> she looks incredible. I love the edge of her wig. The fact that the, the bang went all the way over there. Was mm-hmm. very edgy, very like bondagey, yet like like dominatrix, and and her mug, her mug is just incredible. Like she's, oh, yeah. she looks like a superstar. Um, I I I know her personally, so she, I know she's an incredible performer. I know what she delivers as a drag queen. Uh, she seemed a little shy the first episode, um, so I don't know. I hope that it's not her being in her head because the stakes are high because she's the most famous queen. And I hope it's just like her taking the time to open up. But I know that if she's in the right mindset, all those girls are going to be in trouble because she is a triple threat. Yeah, I, I thought that it's interesting. They seem to set up like a little bit of a. Um, they seem to set up like a little bit of a like a a, a, a grudge match between her and her sister because the way they were even kind of saying she's like, oh, I want to beat her in the mini challenge, and then she didn't, and there was this kind of like shady cutaway. So I'm like. I'm excited to see how that plays out throughout the system because she's like, I'm the big sister, I'm the powerhouse, she's just a little p- pretender coming in. I mean, two drag sisters in the same season is like production gold. So yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be friends the whole time. <laughs> Hopefully not, because that's what's more. No, that's what we're here for. That is what we're here for. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> 
Um, so we're, we're introduced to our host, Fred Van Leer. And so the, the prize this year is a Cosmo photo shoot and a dress worth 18 grand. I have to say, Nikki, you made, you made the right choice going for the US one uh, <laughs> as regards the prize package. <laughs> I mean, look, at least they got some coins. The, girl, the girls from the UK got a pin. <laughs> now you know you can go, only go up from there <laughs> yeah. that's true and i like uh i mean it's unfair to yeah, slag something for a budget because it has what it has and has to do with it most it does but i did think like world of wonder seemed to have the most basic design approach to a culture like netherlands windmill at the top tulips by the door we are fine i imagine if it was france they'd be like let's just have some baguette statues and a beret over the door and things would be fine <laughs> That yeah, I I'm very if if drag friends if drag race friends happen, I'm very very excited to see how they're gonna do it because friends French culture is so less performative and you know like over the top and like and drag so it, I, it's gonna be fun to see how they're gonna adapt this crazy show mm-hmm. into French culture, uh, which I'm very excited because I think that that could be it could be like a, a huge hit or a huge hit one season of solid gold. <laughs> 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 one way or the other like like um, Rue's talk show it'll be a great season <laughs> in terms of challenges I don't think the season started off great because the mini challenge was hilarious but for all the wrong reasons <laughs> <laughs> sorry the first three girls Chelsea Boy Seder Keen and Room l- l- could not stay afloat I think the photo used of Room was literally her socks like I think it was just so bad right. But also, like, I'm trying to understand, maybe it's the clothes that makes you keep floating, but why don't you just, like, empty your lung, go all the way? That's what and I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's probably the pads and then the clothes that keeps them afloat, because I was looking at them, I was getting frustrated. I was like, just empty your lung, just go down. <laughs> Especially Chelsea boy. Sadie Keen had the whole coat that she was pushing against her, so I kind of understood that one a bit. And then yeah. the final dive and the wig comes off as well. <laughs> just like... But I love how, but I love how like the lash was at, at that very last moment. Like, girl, you're on your own. And she still dropped the little, <laughs> you know, like she still smiled for the camera. <laughs> yeah. That's really, we love that. I feel like if you would, you you obviously put an awful lot of thought into what you were going to wear entering the Drag Race workroom. It was probably going to be a, it was a big moment and a big decision for you. If they had said to you, right, cool, now turn around and jump into that that big. Oh, big I was cool. oh, I was ready, Mama. My my dress was actually a bodysuit. That would have not gone anywhere. It would have followed me all the way. To the <laughs> and I'm actually kind of sad that we didn't get to have something so camp and and fun. Because I think it's such a stress reliever, you know, yeah. for, for the girls to kind of like break the ice and and, yeah. and and just like look messy right away. And I think that it would have been an amazing challenge for us to do. I know that face. Do, do you know that face? Do you know that feeling when you're watching a movie and you think, I recognize that person. They always add an air of grace and talent to a movie, but are never quite in the starring role. And you think to yourself, I know that face. Well, then perhaps you want to listen to the podcast. I know that face. It's our sister uh, podcast on the Headstuff Network. Highly hilarious and entertaining to boot. So go on over and check them out. Hello everyone and welcome to I Know That Face, the only podcast which honours the often underappreciated by the masses work of character actors. My name is Stephen Portia. My name is Andrew Carroll. 
character actor is a supporting actor who specializes in playing unusual, interesting, or eccentric characters. For whatever reason, these performers are less concerned with being stars. Because of that, they often take supporting roles in big movies or only play leads in indie films or TV. They're less concerned with their image. They can bounce between heroes or villains. They're chameleons, and they often disappear into each role. So you might know the faces, but you might not know the names. So subscribe to us wherever you keep subscribed for podcasts and be on the lookout for that to come. And until then, uh, see you later, cinephiles. Bye-bye. So this week's uh, main challenge is to dress as a queen of their choice, which I think is a really fun way of sort of introducing it. Um, I know in the UK you had to dress up as the queen, whereas they were like, choose the queen you want. Uh, so we'll just run by the, the judges, just so people kind of, if, you know, Irish or Irish audience might not know about them. So uh, Fred Van Leer obviously is the main judge. Nikki Plesson was the second person introduced who said, um, hi, my name is Nikki, I'm a drag queen, blah, 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 chocolate cake. Which apparently, I've done some research, is she was parodied on a sketch show in the Netherlands and that was what they said about her. So she just was kind of having fun with that. So that's what that joke was about. Um, Clace Everson was the guest judge. He designed the dress that they wheeled out that they're going to win. And Sana Wallace de Vries, she's a comedian and she's famous for doing an impersonation of the Queen Beatrix. So that's who the judging panel are. So now they're up to date. Which queen would you have chosen, Nikki? Uh, that's a good question. I think that I was my favorite. I mean, can we start talking about the girls already? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, when I saw Queen Bee, I think it was such a good twist on yeah. on the on the theme, and it was executed beautifully. Yeah. So queen Bee could have probably be something that I would have chose. Um, or I would have done something super goth, you know, like Queen of the Vampires. Oh yeah, that would be fun. You know, who would you have done for Snatch Game, by the way? Marie Antoinette. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. So I was wondering, would you have done her on the runway, or would you kept her for for in this scenario? It was. I wanted to keep her for a character because I wanted to play her as Paris Hilton in Simple Life, like this. Really oh my god! Completely delusional about the peasants, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have money you know like just like completely <laughs> delusional with like a noxious LA accent which, which people would be like what? So it was a big, it was a big risk but I was very excited about it but mm. I, I am so sad we never got to see that oh my god it's okay it's <laughs> bring her back for bring her back for all stars bring her back for all stars <laughs> <laughs> Rue, are you listening? Well, speaking of Marie Antoinette, the first queen onto the stage is Sederkin, who does Marie Antoinette. And I thought it was great when she revealed all the little cake and the tea and stuff in the dress. I thought it was really strong. Yeah, it's amazing. The only question that I have is how the fuck did she pack this to go, to go on set? <laughs> usually, I mean, at least in the US, you get to have like an, a certain amount of suitcases that you can go over. That does not fit no suitcases unless she built it from scratch. So, but what a great take on that big gown. And I think, uh, love the hair and I love the reveal. It was a really good presentation. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. No, it, it had everything because it was like, it, it looked spectacular. I love the makeup and the hair and everything. And then also like to have that like campy little reveal and the tea yeah. cabinets, like it was, yeah, that was, was a super great. fun look. And it really gave her personality across. Like you could tell she's going to be that campy fun queen right the way through it. Right. Is she known for wearing that color of like fuchsia? I always thought it was like white and like a uh, light blue. Okay, so it's true that when it comes to the the fabric uh, selection and the colors, it was not really breeding Marie Antoinette. Mm. But I I guess that, that was her drag take on it. It was like a sequin fabric, and mm-hmm. I'm like, go, go for it, girl. 
Yeah, I mean, she had the head and she had the dress. I thought definitely. Um, yeah, so that would worked. And she had the, obviously the the connection to let them eat cake and stuff. Uh, next up then was Envy Peru. She did Queen Maxima. So uh, more context for the Dutch royal family that I had to look up. So Queen Maxima is basically the Kate Middleton of the Netherlands. So she married the son of the queen, but now that son is now king, so she is the queen. So that's why she's Queen Maxima. Um, okay, so, I think that this look was incredible on her. Yeah. Yes. The hair to the shade of blue on her, on her skin, oh, yeah. to her mug, to the the cut of the bodysuit and that long train. I think. I mean, I think that no, like she's gonna be annoying to watch because everything is gonna be perfectly put together. Yeah. Um, it, she she has that eye, like she is very very polished. Uh, yeah. uh, and she she delivered for sure. Her her face is very similar to Ray. Like she looked Raven when. She has that kind of same like flawlessness about her. Yeah. Um, mm. I love that color blue. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Really, really strong. Then up third then was Janie Jacquet with her Queen Bee. Um, mm. The idea was Bee originally and then to reveal into the Beyonce look, which I thought was... was I didn't get it the first time, second time I watched it. I was like, okay, now I understand the two different parts. And I once I said Wait, that, the, I reveal, quite the reveal was a Beyonce look? The leotard so it was that was supposed to be the beyonce part of the queen bee oh, oh wow you didn't go that far okay, <laughs> okay. i thought she just turned from queen bee to slutty queen bee i didn't think it was beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked amazing she looked great and she also that's a girl that really knows how to pad and and corset mm-hmm. um loved her mug not a big fan of the hair i think that the hair could have be a little more queen if she listens to this she's gonna be like just shut up bitch but because i love her so much and i think she's so talented i don't want to see any mistakes and i think the hair was a little too pedestrian for how iconic the mug and the look was yeah yeah no i understand what you mean because i think we saw that say in canada in canada's drag race a couple of times with jimbo where the looks would have these like amazing concepts behind them and then it would just be like a wig put on top and it would be like if there was slightly more done with that it would really elevate where you're going I, I loved the whole outfit and I did like I didn't cop the Beyonce thing but now I'm like that's real clever <laughs> up next then is Room with her evil queen who I presume is supposed to be Maleficent because it's the queen from Snow White I think it was the evil queen from Snow White <clears throat> is yeah. that not who Maleficent is who's Maleficent Sleeping Beauty oh are they what type the... of gay are you <laughs> 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 are they not all the same queen i thought it was all the same queen who's trying to evil queen is the meanest of them all and she's the one that off that turns into this grandma and offers the apple to snow white yeah still i uh, uh, one thing i noticed was and this obviously because she's the bedroom queen is she didn't seem as confident on the runway as the other nine girls she kind of felt just a bit more awkward or something that's kind of what i got from it yeah i think that when you're doing it well first of all when you're doing a mug like this that is so edgy and severe you better fucking smile as much as you can to kind of like balance this look. And now she kind of looked, I mean, she was on brand. She looked like an evil queen. <laughs> so, uh, then I was not a big fan of the look. I think that um, you can be crafty and you can try to do a look with not a lot of money. That's totally fine. It's not about the money, but I feel the mm-hmm. of it was not great. I think yeah. it looked like a cyborg uh, jumpsuit from Amazon and then you added something on top and you call yourself an evil queen. It yeah. actually, it, it reminded me of, I, I don't know if you remember this, when uh, Bob the Drag Queen's runway with the roller skates. Yeah. And it was like that, that which actually was just a, an Amazon but then 
Bob sold it so much that you were like, okay, cool. I know you got that for like twenty four ninety nine on Amazon, but we're giving you a pass. Well, because um, he's delusional and just think that it's going to work and be like, you have something to say? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I think you want to say something and I agree with you. Just, <laughs> more. But that's really what drag is all about. If there's one person that said it really well, it was Lemon on Canada Drag Race. She said when she was uh, uh, doing the makeover challenge, she said, it's all about confidence and how you sell it. No matter who you are, if you're talented or not, it's all about faking it until you make it. And I mm-hmm. think that that was like a form from. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, that that was exactly what I got as well. I do think as well, those big platform boots, it's hard to walk with elegance in those. And I think that if, if like the, the whole, I think part of being a queen is that kind of grace elegance. So... If you're kind of stomping along, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a mismatch in what you're trying to do. Um, and it's also not the most, like, she's already not padding a lot. Gosh, she's going to hate us. Uh, <laughs> she's already not padding a lot. Uh, and if I'm, on top of that, she doesn't have that arch on the feet, it like, she does not look feminine at all when she walks. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, now she knows. I'm sure that those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked the mirror, though. <laughs> and not a positive i liked the mirror love the mug she has a great mug i think she's a really good and the the crown was really cool mm-hmm. yeah Compul- yeah the, the compulsory compliments have been made next up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up then was mama queen with her inspiration of of what we would call mary they called maria um mm. What did you think of this, Nikki? I think it was really cool. I loved when she had that big cross, but the gag was that when she um, was able to keep it uh, by itself on the floor and then walk back up, I was like, okay, this is a really good presentation. I don't know how this thing fits on the floor, but I, I'm, I'm, sold. I'm sold already. Uh, it's bad that she lost the crown at the end. I know how it feels. I, I saw Heidi losing her. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> and I saw Heidi coming back from the runway, like completely shattered. So I know how hard. And I lost my hat as well. I just didn't make it to the cut. Because uh, okay. mine was like so subtle, but hers was like drama- dramatic. So when I saw um, Mama Queen losing her thing and li- literally almost tearing up, going back to the workroom, I felt for her. So. But I, I think she sold it and she did really well. Yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. I loved it. And I that crown thing, I think one of the judges said it was like tacky later on in the episode. And I'm like, no, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think he said it looked like I, a, the Rotterdam Fair or something like that. So it was like a, a, a Ferris <laughs> that wheel. That was shady. Yeah. That crown was amazing and it was lighting up and it, it was great. Yeah. Uh, they were saying that they were not a big fan of the fabric selection, which uh, they found a little cheap. And I think this is going to be... The more and more we're going to have franchise in Europe, the more and more they're going to be very, ta- very sensitive about fashion. And mm-hmm. when America is all about like flamboyant and shiny and ooh la la, you know, and us, it's more about like lining and what texture did you use. And so it's, we're going to be, I think, judging is going to become more and more obnoxious when it comes to the looks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, uh, that's also what brings those looks at a, such a high level. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a bit confused because whatever the camera angle was, the camera was stuck behind the cross, so I can't. You yeah. could, I couldn't really see the full look when she was kind of at the end, which I thought was disappointing. But I mean, that's yeah. just un- unfortunate camera work. Whatever. Her face was beautiful, though. Yeah, like, like her, her face just like just like beautiful. And looking at the picture on Instagram, I just realized she has the same sort of crucifix earrings and stuff as well. So like. With a bit of time, I might be able to appreciate it more because I think it was just mm. a lot to take in over a short period of time. 
Right. Mm -hmm. uh, then we had Megan uh, Schonbrut with her Diana Ross inspired uh, look. I didn't. I didn't understand why she had a dog, but other than that, I didn't think she deserved the bottom two position. Uh, I don't think she deserved the bottom two position, but at the same time, I really did not like the dress. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the color looked absolutely stunning on her. Love that hair on her. She was like, I think this hair looks incredible on her. Um, but there was this like weird lining. Um, it looked like a corset and a skirt under it, you know, because there was like this big gold line that was way too low, which yeah. made her look boxy instead of shaping her into an hourglass shape, yeah. which was apparently the point because of that train and the bustier shape. So. It was like few things that would make me making me cringe, but I'm also a fucking fashion uh, happy. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but she, she looked great, and I think she did she did pretty good. So she should have not she should have been safe for sure. And she was so endearing with her story of having eighty percent deaf in one one ear and the other. And you, and you could tell like when she started crying is that she has been struggling with this for a while, and, mm -hmm. and it's completely different. But hearing her opening up about a struggle that you have compared to other girls reminded me of me when they were, when I had a hard time understanding what they were saying yeah. to me. Uh, so I hope that she's not going to let this affect her confidence as much and she's going to be able to overcome this. Yeah. yeah. And I also was like, how is she going to be able to lip sync? Because she, like, I don't know, can, can she hear the beats and stuff? Like, you could memorize the words, but you have to get them in timing and stuff. Like, that, if she has to memorize all the timing and stuff, that's an, such a bigger hurdle than all the other girls have to yeah. face. Well, there is a queen that did, um, um, I don't know if it was Germany Got Talent or something like that. It was in Europe and she's deaf, completely deaf. And she would lip sync just by listening, hearing the vibration on the floor. Oh, wow. And that's how she, she was able to know where she was on the song. Uh, and she was an incredible lip singer. That is insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I, I thought it was quite fun, but I, I wasn't sure if it like fitted the brief of Queen. If, you know what I mean? Like I know Diana Ross like is like a supreme, but I was like with ev with everyone going the directions that they did, it kind of stood out as one that was like maybe a bit more of a reach. It's um, definitely a reach because then what? Someone can come as the Queen of Pop and then Madonna. It's like yeah, yeah. I was like Queen of Motown. <laughs> I thought I thought that was within the brief for me. Next up, Chelsea Boy. I didn't feel this was the brief of Queen. Like I thought what was that, it she said it was Alien Queen. Oh, but I think it was because it was like from Alien. It was like the the queen of the. Oh, was it? I, I just loved it, so I'm just like making excuses. Right, I'm like, whatever like... you want, <laughs> queen of the aunts, queen of the alien. I'll take whatever you want. Tarantula. I'm down. I did think. <laughs> I thought it was great as well. I just was like, I don't know what queen you're trying to be here. That was the only thing. That was the. That was right. the only one I felt. But too. I will definitely come to your kingdom because uh, <laughs> telling uh, when she, and also the, I, I love that they pointed out the fact that she had the best walk because she was wearing the best shoe out of the whole mm -hmm. uh, runway and she definitely knows how to walk. And, yeah, uh, it was so um, I was appreciating this so much. She, she's such an incredible artist. Yeah, no, the, the makeup was absolutely stunning. The costume was amazing. And just like it was, it, it, you couldn't stop looking at her and you couldn't stop looking at it. It was just, yeah, yeah. so perfect. Yeah. 
so do you have an issue with the next interpretation of, of Freddie Mercury? No, because yeah. Queen is the band Queen. Yeah, that's fine. I thought so too. I, thought <laughs> I had no problem with this. I thought she did a great job. Only thing I would have liked was hair on the chest. Because I think a hairy chest is really such a big staple for Freddie Mercury. You could always see it burst together, that yellow t-shirt, white t-shirt. So that's the only thing I would have liked added to it. But I thought it was great. I think that the idea, like uh, um, like. Queen B was a great twist on the, on the, on the theme. That being said, I, I agree with you. I would have done hair on the chest and I would have made the outfit more feminine to balance, you mm-hmm. know, make it more drag and still have that campiness. Cause now it would look like a woman with like a cardboard mustache and be like, Ooh, I'm a man today. You know? So yes. Yeah. I would have <laughs> kind of like do it more like Madame, Madame Madness and, and, and elevated in like a third gender. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I actually, yeah, I see what you because it was like, the mustache was distracting, kind of, it, it was, was... It was like a Super Mario mustache. I was like, okay. Speaking about Madame Madness, she was out next as her Queen of Hearts. I thought this was another clever interpretation of the, of the challenge. Mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite look of the entire night. I thought it just was... Stunning. And yeah. yeah, I thought like her face is beautiful. The whole thing just looked um, like so well thought out. Yeah. I, I loved it. Again, that's a queen that knows her colors. She knows what works for her. I think this wig was absolutely incredible. Even mm-hmm. the back of the wig, it's very hard to do a ponytail or like pigtails because the back of the wig looks always fake. Yeah. Graded the center of it, which makes it like a really good concept. So everything is so polished for someone that has a beard. And I'm so excited for her to teach the world that you don't have to have a shaved face to be a polished queen. Yeah. And so far she's delivering it exactly the way I want her to do it. Um, yeah. No, I'll be, I'll be very excited to see what she does now in the next, in the next couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see once you get into the performance challenges, whether, because I'd say that a lot of the, the, the work she has to put into making her faces to incorporate the beard is going to, require an awful lot of like additional work so when you get into the performance ones is that going to become an issue because it's going to be like we can't really look past the fact that that beard is there so that'll be it that'll be an interesting uh thing to see with her right that's true hopefully she's going to be able to to use the beard as a little twist on the character to make it more cohesive because if yeah. she tries to pretend that the beard is not there it might gonna like you say trigger us yeah mm. Finally then was Abby. Oh my God, she was Carnival Queen. And maybe just because she was unlucky with the look she brought for this and the entrance look. But I was like, it's another golden bikini. And for a Carnival Queen, I would expect feathers. Right. I, I agree. I think that first it was a ridge. Like Queen of Carnival is not a thing. <laughs> and yeah. second of all, I think that this look was great. I, I hate green and gold together, so I was not really sold. I would have done red and gold mm-hmm. and just do something more fiery and rich and feminine. I, I would have done probably more feathers. Uh, but I have to say she looked incredible. Uh, her body looked absolutely stunning. I love black hair on her. And she had that, a really nice pump, a really nice shoe that is not comfortable to walk in. And she was mm-hmm. so <laughs> If she was thinking, she would be fucked because that, that shoe is not easy. So I have to give her that. She she, she looked incredible, but I, I agree. She could have done something a little different than her instance. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I thought she looked amazing, but for a different runway. Yeah. Okay. Again, that was yeah. like a good top four look. You know, like some, that's yeah. a good top four. I don't, yeah. 
kind of your like best best drag kind of show your culture that kind of thing but you are right about the, the green like red would have just looked more yeah much richer with that so who would be your winner and who would be your bottom two nikki who would be my winner to be honest i think that uh envy peru was my favorite picture i think in the pool i think her she just looks so incredible. And the fact that she managed to go all the way by emptying her lung mm-hmm. and still have her bang perfectly stable and have no hair flying away. Yeah. I was like, this is not magic. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> and then her nose is just, it's just too beautiful. Like she has <laughs> the most beautiful nose. She just looked incredible from head to toe and from the, main, the entrance look to the, to the, the challenge. So she would have been my winner. But being the f- most famous drag queen and winning the first episode is not really a thing in drag race. So <laughs> it's probably going to struggle a little more before getting it. <laughs> um, I really loved uh, Sedehin. Very different aesthetic than mine, but I, I, I connect with her and I mm-hmm. connect with it. And I love her. I love her aura. Like, like you said, she's such a good campy queen that makes you smile. And at the end of the day, as a performer, you want to create an emotion to someone and mm-hmm. not always being dropped at gorgeous. You always want to have something that makes you cackle. Yeah. And yeah. she definitely brings that. I wish the mug could, you know, elevate a little more. <laughs> and the thing is that she has a beautiful face. Like if I would do her makeup, she would look <laughs> stunning. She doesn't go for this, but I would tweak stuff here and there. And I agree. I think Envy Pru over the course of the episode was sort of my most consistent because I thought that um, Chelsea Boy or yeah Envy Pru over the, the course of the thing I think was I'm actually kind of agreeing that with the bottom two that that were picked I thought that that room definitely deserved to be there just from maybe having that lack of confidence and the concepts not quite coming together and then Megan as well you know was a little rough around the edges and places so I yeah I thought that that was a fair bottom too I would my favorite would have been Sederkin because I loved the the look and I thought he had the best little why I deserve to win bit that they were judged on yeah if, that's you, true. if you were taking in a, to account the photos um I could see why he wouldn't win but there was already a winner for the mini challenge so I'm kind of like that's boxed off I'm just gonna look at the runway and this little thing so I would have chose her because I just love her yeah yeah. I agree with that. I forgot about the that little speech that they had to give. Uh, I, I was I was really amused by Patty Pam Pam that was saying like, "What the hell with those Miss Universe bullshit?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, uh, "That's just me. Deal with it." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, how you do it?" Uh, the queens have the lip sync to "Express Yourself" by Madonna. Did the right person win? I think so. I I, I think that she definitely mm-hmm. was. Uh, having fun lip syncing yeah i think rome was like going through it i didn't know if she was crying or she was upset but she had like i don't know how she handles stress but she had like those facial expression that made her look like a serial killer yeah <laughs> I, like, I didn't jump from there to slice her throat or like are you, upset? Are you sad? so she was definitely going through it i felt for her but i think that uh megan definitely held it together and 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 lip syncing in that dress when Rome was wearing flat, like platform shoes, and still deliver, that was that's talent. So I think that she deserves to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that obviously Rome ended up with the pressure of coming in with an enormous social media following already built up, and then the hampering of not having a, a history in drag performance, and you could kind of see 
how naturally Megan slipped into like giving a lip sync performance whereas Room was sort of like oh what am I supposed to be doing where should I be going you could kind of see the cogs turning a little when bit a, when you're not a performer and you end up at the bottom you are still challenging yourself to perform because you're not a performer yeah you, yeah when you're uh, not performing well on the show but you end up in the, in the bottom you end up doing what you do best yeah and it, exactly. that's what it felt with Megan she's like oh well you know I might have not done that, but let me show you what I do for a living. And, and she did. Yeah, absolutely. But it's funny, there's a, very, there's a reminiscent story of like those uh, fashion uh, bedroom queens that are very famous online and that lives first because Gothi was also the same thing. Yes. Yeah, and kind. <laughs> but hey, it, what a beautiful way to grow as a young uh, artist by having a platform like Dry Grace. Like, oh, I'm, completely. Like both her and Gothi are going to turn into those like superstar. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's it. Like getting that platform early, especially now when things like All Stars is becoming like just an ingrained part of the, the platform. It's like you get that, you grow. And when you come back, the growth you can show is huge. So if I was to push you to predict a winner, who who would, who would your money be behind? Um, uh, I think Envy is uh, hopefully going to make it all the way because I, she, she deserves it. Uh, but we need to see every dynamic group dynamic changes mm-hmm. you are what you want to do and how far you want to go i think that janae is definitely top four for me just like the vibe and the drive she's she's seen out of all of them she's the only warrior i've seen so far like she mm-hmm. in there for the win i i i would say my top four would be uh, jamie jackie uh Cedardine, chelsea and envy peru i think from from the ones I, I would love to see uh, Madame in there, but I, I feel like I, I just have a sense that the beard thing is going to, at a point, become an issue that's not like that. That's going to kind of um, perhaps hamper him. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for thank joining us. So oh my God, it's already over. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you want to shout out where people can find you online? And what any bits you have coming up? What are you doing me. for Fashion Week? I want to know, actually. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing for Fashion Week? Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. talk about it. You shall oh! <laughs> <laughs> Not disclosure. I love it. <laughs> Very excited. Well, where where will people find out once it's So about? you can find me on all social media at the Nikki Doll, which is T-H-E-N-I-C-K-Y-D-O-L-L. Um, and uh, you can buy my merch on my website at nikidoll.com. Lovely. And you can find me on live every other day because we're on quarantine and I have a lot of time to spare. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. Drag Race Holland episode one is in the back. It's interesting to see where it's going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Canada came out of the gate so strong. Like it really did. Yeah. It like it like knocked my socks right off. And season 12 had been so like had set such a high bar that I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So coming into this, I was a bit like, OK, can it live up to that? And I don't think it necessarily has. But I'm also excited to give it a couple of weeks. There are some characters in there. I think also understanding the like how the humor works if you know what I mean like I think it's a very Mm. different style of humor um, and like kind of whether we get into any of that like interpersonal drama stuff um, because there was very little of that in in this show but often there is in the opening episode but I'm I'm excited to see what what comes in the next couple of weeks thank you again for Nikki Duff for coming on and where you can find us at Sistapod on Instagram and Facebook and we'll be back with you with episode 2 of Drag Race Holland next week Bye!
this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.